Listen, buddy, if you're looking for the Diet Frozen Yogurt Bar, it went out of business last summer. Actually, I'm looking for a Batman number 14. to the Coffee and Comics Podcast. I am your host, the caffeinated Clinton Robinson, giving you the long-awaited feedback special. That's right, folks. I promised you feedback, and you're going to get it because you gave it. I can't give it without you giving it. This, yeah. So, diving right in. No, no, no. Before diving right in. I am so sorry there were so many months in between episodes I can't promise it won't happen again, but I will sure try. Life definitely got in the way. But I pulled it back out for the holiday, didn't I? Huh? Huh? Yeah, anyway. Back to the feedback that I did promise. Way back um, around the end of July, 1st of August last year? <laughs> I did a review of Gogor, sent to us by our good friend, Jason Zeller. So, on that episode, I got likes, shares, retweets, all that fun stuff from Pat Sampson, Chris Stados, Mike Garvey, Martin Gray, Sarah Rhodes, Gregory Litchfield, Drew Thulu, Christopher Hamby, Laurel, Andy Finkel, David A. Quinley 2, Chris at BTO and Bat Books, Jackson Zelda, Waffles the Waffly Waffle, Unpacking the Power of Power Pack, Alan Middleton, Ruth and Darren Sutherland, Al Sedano, Wayne Burroughs, Stop, Let's Team Up, and Max Reads Comics. Over on Twitter, Greg Litchfield said, Thanks for the review of Gogor. Garing is a talented artist and storyteller, so I don't know why I passed on this series, as I bought all 11 issues of Ken Garing's sci-fi Planetoid series and the six-issue sequel Planetoid Praxis, both of which I really enjoyed. Yeah, I don't know why you passed on it either, Gregory, but, um... Eh, who am I kidding? You have great taste. I don't even want to try and make a joke. So, yeah, go back and pick that up. And I definitely uh, need to look into the sci-fi stuff. Jackson Zelda said, Clinton, you rock. Gogor Listen was a blast. Jason Zeller wrote an email. He says, you did an amazing job with Gogor this episode. I think Ken Garin would be proud of you and your take, your summary, and your pronunciation. And yes, it is Gogor. But my kids always want to say Gogor. Yeah, it is kind of hard to get used to saying. Also, being able to summarize the entire story as a whole was great too. 
I always feel like I tend to be over-detailed when attempting to recount a story, especially in a graphic novel format, but you nailed it here. You captured the essence of the story and plot and picked up on all the awesome things Mr. Gehring did and was trying to achieve. He was able to deliver an all-ages story with amazing art, a compelling story, and deeper layers, such as the smartphone reference, busy and chaotic city life, and the idea of wanting things over helping people. I was also so proud the Book of Gogor reached its funding goal. It was sitting at like 5000 for most of the 30-day campaign, and then one day I looked and it was fully funded. I look forward to finishing the story. Thanks again for a great review. Well, thank you, Jason, for a great email. And yeah, I'm with you. I am so glad that they met all the, all of the uh, funding goals. Max Reads Comics says, Go goo-goo for Gogor on this episode. Heck yeah, Max. Heck yeah. Gregory Litchfield came back and says... Oh, he summarized it for me. Armano, a young student of the natural art, must awaken Gagor and begin his quest to discover the nature of the threat and fight to preserve the culture of Altara. Writer-artist Ken Garing, a wonderful, fantastical world with delightful characters and fun plot. Five out of five. Greg, are you sure you don't want to do some of these episodes? You would definitely... Um... Definitely come in handy. Uh, Greg also continued with... Uh, I finally got to read the... Go- well, he got auto-corrected to Gorgon. Oh, Greg, you and your horror movies. I finally got to read the Gogor trade today, collecting the first five issues published by Image Comics. What a delightful fantasy. The story doesn't end here, so I looked, and Ken Garion has a Kickstarter to publish a 64-page graphic novel to finish the story. I hope he succeeds, because I know I'll buy it when it gets published. Thanks for the recommendation. Well, Greg, as you heard in that email from Jason, it did get finished. Every, you know, everything went through, and uh, he got got to um, publish the, the other graphic novel. Ah, words. Words, words, words. Alrighty, so I believe that is it for Gagor. Which means I get to move on to the holiday special. And yes, I did the holiday special in four parts again. And why did I do that? Well, because, quite frankly, it's fun. And it almost makes the feedback easier to handle. Except I'm going to do them all as one big lump together. So, all four of those holiday episodes... Looking at DC Holiday or DCU Holiday Bash 2 from 1997. Got likes, shares, retweets, all the fun stuff over the course of four episodes from, and this is a lot of names, so if I missed you, I am sorry, please let me know. From Gene Hendricks, Tom Panarese, The Irredeemable Shag, Chris Maxwell, Max Traver. Pat Sampson, Gregory Litchfield, Ed Moore Jr., Chris Lydon, History of Comics on Film, Derek William Crabb, Keith G. Baker, Tim Price, Aaron Head Moss, Roger Preeb, Sean M. Myers, Al Sedano, David Ace Gutierrez, 
Mike Dines, Nick Farina, Bill Beer, DC Dave, Max Romero, Laurel, Mike Garvey, Ryan Smith, Sean Ross, Prairie Justice, a Greg Sanders Vigilante podcast, Ruth and Darren Sutherland, Siskoid, Bill at Spy Vinyl, Billy Delicious, Drew Thulu, Fritz Franken- Frankenstein, goodness, I am getting tongue-tied here, Rick Heineken, Andrew Leyland, Justin Steiner, Chris at BTO and Bat Books, Jackson Zelda, 3Than, Seth Comics at Seth Briz, Michael Bailey, Yuletide Chuckles, Easy Comic Reader, Truth, Justice, and Hope, Bronze Age Babies, Geek to Me Radio, Just a Fan at DS Putnam, Lloyd Smith, Jonathan Schaefer Haynes, Wolfgang at Big Easy 77, Stella, Jaime Valdez Lopez, David Quinley, and that seems to be it. Take a breath, folks. Because goodness knows I need to. Alrighty, so let's see. We got all kinds of feedback. Let's see if I can get it all organized here. Laurel says, yay, holiday episode. Paul Hicks says, was going to listen, but irredeemable shag. Keith G. Baker says, Kyle in the late 90s? So this is an Earth 8 story? Cool. I can't wait to listen. (laughs) Oh, Keith. Okay, for those of you who don't know, they later retconned that Kyle Rayner was going to be the Green Lantern of Earth 8 had the multiverse continued. Uh, Yeah, which was actually like a really cool concept. Good one, Keith. Martin Gray says, this will be a treat. Well, I sure hope it was, Martin. Jackson Zelda said, been waiting on this since last year's holiday marathon. Oh, buddy, I hope it was a treat. Martin Gray came back and said, four Christmas specials from you this year. Total treat. How I love Christmas comics. Throwing that into your subconscious for 2020. Yes, Martin, I have got the message. I definitely know who to contact for 2023. Uh, you, you still live in Scotland, right? Hmm. All right. Gene Hendricks wrote on um, a Facebook post I put up the year before, but I'm going to sh- assume it was for this year because I didn't put up a He says, it's funny every time I hear the quiz at the end. I'm pretty confident in my own answers, except for the Dr. Doom one. Either way, could be considered crossing Doom, and that's just not done. Gregory Litchfield says, I can't think of a better way to spend the week before Christmas than listening to Clinton and the fourth part of his 2022 holiday special podcast. I hope it was a good one, Greg. Weird Warriors Podcast says, Rich has a guest spot with Clinton Robison on the Coffee and Comics Podcast in Part 4 of 1997's DCU Holiday Bash 2. A Sergeant Rock Christmas Carol drawn by Russ Heath? Yes, please! Alright, and then good buddy Jason wrote us an email after he had gotten all the episodes 
listened to and his thoughts collected. And since there are four episodes worth of email in this, uh, it's going to be a a bit, folks, so just hang on. Don't worry, I love these emails. Just saying. Jason says, Hi, I hope you are having a good holiday season. Thanks again for doing another holiday special and marathon with all these great guests. As much as I enjoy the Coffee and Comics podcast format of 20 minutes or less, um, we may or may not get into that (laughs) that limit this time, Jason. As much as I enjoy the format of 20 minutes or less, I also enjoy these endeavors where we get to sit back and enjoy an oversized comic and longer discussion. With the present, I really enjoyed the history that Shag brought us, giving uh, time and place of the DC Universe. It really made me feel nostalgic about going back to the 90s and digging into these stories yet again especially the specifics on Kyle and Connor and where they were at the time. It was hilarious to me how Shag offers to shoot the arrow, and and then then later on when Clinton's audio got really bad. Oh, Jason, you have no idea. (laughs) It sounded like Merman took over the podcast on Clinton's end, and as if Shag was holding Clinton's face underwater while he was trying to speak. Again, you have no idea, Jason. Um, If you've ever dealt with Shag, no, no, no. It was all 100% my own equipment. Uh, Jason continues, I agree with both of you that it, it was hilarious how Kyle did not get the meaning of the season with spending time with family and friends and just went back to the commercialism mindset. In House of Peace, I enjoyed the story with Danny being the hero with the oil and Batman doing his part in the background. I thought that the way the story was going that Danny would get the oil and somehow trip or knock down the robber on the way back and thus bring back the oil and the money box. My two favorite panels are Batman gliding in to surprise the thug and when he stands so tall and menacingly from the top of the car. I like Tom's origin story in comics a lot, as it was the Batman 1989 movie that also got me in regular comic collecting. It's awesome to know I am not the only one who preferred Detective Comics stories versus Batman title in the early 90s. For me, it was the Batman Nightfall crossovers that crushed my budget as a 13-year-old and caused me to stop collecting for a while. You are not kidding one bit there, Jason. Holy cow. Those crossovers were such a wallet eat. Present Tense was probably my favorite of all the stories. Short and very funny. I remember the first time I read this, I was thinking, who is so powerful they could be doing all this to Darkseid on Apocalypse? It's almost laugh-out-loud reaction when you see Santa standing there with smoke coming off his clothes. I just love the idea of an an invincible Santa Claus that Darkseid can't do anything about. Twas the Night Before Kwanzaa was very atmospheric with the snow and dark panel layout. It was a different reading for me after having a family with kids than as a 17-year-old reader, but I am glad everything turned out okay for the The gift was a very easy-to-follow, no-dialogue story. 
I wonder if this gift was from the same Santa that showed up in the Dark Side story. That's a good point, Jason. If so, did he make Superman's new cape from the same material as his impervious Santa costume? Well, I guess Michael was probably right. It was the Kents. But I like my idea of introducing the invincible cape to the modern Superman. I like that idea too, Jason. Holy moly. I Left My Heart at the Justice Society Canteen was probably the best overall story. You and Billy D did a great job with this one. I really got into the nostalgia of the Golden Age heroes mingling there at the party. It was also around this time I discovered the JSA and the legacy of the DC Comics Golden Age. The funny part for me was I could not figure out who the ensign was until they revealed it at the end. Jim Gordon, of course! Oh, and by the way, the singer at the end was definitely Mary Pemberton, a.k.a. Mary the Girl of a Thousand Gimmicks. See attached photo in this email from her Who's Who entry, which, yeah, I'm just going to let you know, folks, Jason's 100% correct. It was down to, to the, like, the pin stroke. She has that same domino mask, and it looks like her cape. A Christmas Carol was a very powerful and moving Sergeant Rock story. No dialogue needed here to show the horrors of war. I liked the idea of Sergeant Rock being shown all that was going and exactly what he was fighting for, past, present, and future. Having Rich from my other favorite podcast, Weird Warriors, was also a treat. It was too bad that Max was not there to defend himself. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I could have survived the, the onslaught of Rich and Max, though, Jason. Both of those guys, um, they're, they're a little too knowledgeable for me. You know, if I had them both together. The old lane was a great snapshot into the complicated relationship between Nightwing and Oracle. I really enjoy these types of stories where the heroes take a break from the action and just spend time hanging out together and reminiscing. I am thankful for these types of podcast episodes. I really enjoy how you were able to continue to do your own thing, but also how you connect with so many guests from these other great book comic book podcasts. This awesome comic book community and being able to share comics together is what makes it feel so special and makes comics so fun. Have a happy holidays, Jason. Jason, first of all, thank you for the emails. They're wonderful. They always lift my spirits, put a smile on my face. So thank you so much for sending them in. And you make great points on all the stories. But I really want to focus on that last bit about the podcast community, especially comic book podcasters and just comic book fans in general. It really is great to be part of this community. And Yes, we are all so supportive. And I have yet to to meet anybody, well, virtually anyway, you know, as I tell everybody, Oklahoma's its own plan of existence, so I probably am rarely going to actually meet anybody face-to-face. But those of us in the podcast community, it's almost like instant friendship with some of these people, just knowing... It's like we've known each other and shopped at the same stores for years. So, yeah, it, it really is nice to have 
such a strong community and and so supportive. And that is it for all the feedback on the last few episodes. So I want to thank everybody that listened, everybody that liked, shared, retweeted, wrote in comments, all that fun stuff. If if it weren't for all of you, I would just be this guy screaming into the void about, you know, Superman has heat vision. So really, thank you. And I guess I will just wrap it up here and say that, you know, this has been the Coffee and Comics podcast and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. It, It might slow down, but it might not. Either way, I plan on sticking it out until I tell you otherwise. So until next time, this is the place where the coffee is never too cold and the comics are never too old. And I think I still said it backwards. But oh well. This has been a Coffee and Comics production. All material referenced herein is copyright the respective owners and is believed covered under fair use. Feedback can be left by emailing coffeeandcomicspodcast at gmail.com, visiting the website at coffeeandcomicspodcast.blogspot.com, or on Twitter at coffeecomicsblg. 